to Lynn Cullen Live. Talk radio without the static. Email your questions and comments to lynn at pghcitypaper.com. And now your host, Lynn Cullen. Uh, yeah, c'est moi. Hello, uh, Lynn Cullen here on a Tuesday, January 15. And uh, we're waiting for my sister. She called in just a minute ago and then hung up. <laughs> we don't know why. So we'll assume she's uh, coming on. Uh, and, oh, God. I got a lot of stuff I want to get into uh, today. Um, increasingly, the... Uh, the information we have on our president is really extraordinary. <laughs> it's really extraordinary. All the stuff we've been noting uh, for more than two years now, um, for s and it's now all just coming together, coalescing, so that it is hard to believe. If if he's not a Russian agent, he's doing a damn fine. Uh, imitation <laughs> of one never speaks a bad word about Vladimir wants to pull the United States out of NATO that's like a Russian dream come true uh, everything he has done has has been as if a Russian agent was <laughs> sitting in the Oval Office and then of course his campaign peppered with all these guys with ties to Russia it, it's so just out there and has been. And apparently um, the Mueller report is going to, God, I hope, pull it all together. Um, I don't know what happened to Susan. Okay. There was a piece, excuse me, um, that Max Boot, a former Republican, Republican hawk, I mean, this is a guy who every time he wrote anything, I would, you know, <laughs> my head would explode. And uh, Trump made him into a Democrat. <laughs> Trump's done a lot of pretty miraculous things in that regard, but... Um, he sort of compiled a list of how uh, Donald Trump appears to be a, if not a Russian agent, certainly a Russian asset. And God knows he's a Russian asset. Uh, just ask Vladimir Putin and the Kremlin. I mean, well, I'm not telling you anything you don't know. Listen, uh, I think... You know, whatever Putin has on him, I we can only speculate, you know, about P tapes and things like that. But I think what clearly will prove to be the case is that his entanglements via the Trump organization uh, with Russian oligarchs who are all pals, right-hand guys to Vlad, um, will be the, the initial connection, obviously. Uh, but 
the odds are there's going to be a lot of laundered Russian money uh, that is going to be traced to the Trump organization. I, I remember sharing with you, and this was during the campaign when Donald Jr. Uh, said, well, this video became, showed up during the campaign. It was said in 2008. Donald Jr. said, um, Russians make up a pretty disproportionate cross-section of a lot of our assets. So in 2008, the heir apparent is saying that Russians make up a disproportionate share. In other words, most of their money is coming out of Russia. Eric Trump said in 2014, we don't rely on American banks. Well, I got news for you. What that really means is American banks wouldn't lend to them. We do know Deutsche Bank was one of their favorites, but the other way to get money for the Trumps, who were not credit worthy, were the Russians. And so Eric said, we, we don't rely on American banks. We have all the funding we need out of Russia. It's a quote from Eric Trump, 2014. Um, Michael Cohen has said that even during the campaign, Trump was still pushing that dream of his to put up a Trump Tower in uh, Moscow. The interference of the Russians in our election so that Donald Trump would potentially be elected <laughs> worked uh, better than they ever could have imagined. Um, people who bother to compile stuff such as this say there were 101 contacts between Trump's team and Russia-linked operatives. The most infamous, of course, the Trump Tower uh, meeting, which Trump, which all of them have lied about. The initial lie being it was about adoption. Uh, then Trump dictating a lie that would be the statement about what. Um, and again, you have to ask if there's nothing nefarious going on, uh, then why the, the need to lie, to cover? And then you have this rogues gallery of idiots that were part of his campaign who had no real, I mean, I, I, they all, the one thing that united them all is their love of and or connection with Russia. Carter Page, of course, Manafort, who rises to become Trump's campaign manager. Uh, Rick Gates, uh, George Papadopoulos, uh, General Michael Flynn, all with these suspiciously close links to Moscow. Manafort. Now admits to uh, offering one of his Russian 
business partners, who, by the way, is generally suspected of being linked to Russian intelligence, the polling data, we know this, we just found this one out, uh, the polling data that the Trump campaign had um, during the campaign that would have allowed the Russians to much more efficiently uh, target their mischief uh, in hopes of electing Donald Trump. Uh, Roger Stone <laughs> uh, and his connection with, with WikiLeaks, uh, the fact that he knew in advance that uh, the Russians had hacked uh, John Podesta's emails, um, Trump firing Comey, that was enough of a flag that the FBI then starts a counterintelligence investigation into uh, him. Susan said it won't let her enter the show code. I don't have a clue. Um, Then the firing of Jeff Sessions because he would not end the special counsel investigation. I mean, you, if you just follow this, like, obviously, none of these are a smoking gun, but my God, there's enough smoke. <laughs> there's a, you'd, I, I, I defy anyone to come up with some other explanation of all of, of, of this. The circumstantial evidence is mind-blowing. And the more we learn, Trump's initial refusal to even acknowledge that Russia had anything to do with interference in our election, even though all of our intelligence services were saying that that was, in fact, the case. If he's not a Russian asset, <laughs> what, I mean, undermining our institutions, our Justice Department, our media, um, our intelligence agencies, the FBI. I mean, if, if you were a Russian and you managed to put someone in the Oval Office, wouldn't they behave exactly as Trump has? One of the things that Russia desperately wants is somehow for NATO to be destabilized, for the European Union to be destabilized, because those two institutions, especially NATO, existing since the end of World War II, have been a Western security uh, wall, uh, Trump walls, that had been major obstacles to Russia's dreams to get more power uh, over Europe. No American president has, has taken the position of pulling out of NATO. Trump's love of all these Russian-loving autocrats, the head of Hungary, uh, Susan is the caller. 
Okay, let me, let's take it and see what happens. Susan, hello, caller. Yeah, it's me. Oh, Susan. <laughs> I wonder what the hell it is. Well, I, I, it might just be something with my cell phone, but what happens is when I call and I try and enter the code, it won't allow me to enter the code Well, yet, unless I try and enter the wrong number. Oh, well, okay. It won't accept the first digit. Okay. Um, so I tried, I tried 15 times, but I thought I would just call this way and let you know that I was indeed trying. I won't try I know. I, no, yeah. I, I did see your, um, I, I saw your, uh, your texts. Messages. Message. That's right. right. <laughs> Whatever. You know, those things that you can write and it shows up on my telephone. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> well, um, you did come through for a second. I mean, Amy saw, she, she said Susan's on, and then you disappeared. So it let yeah. you for a second. Um, Amy, is there anything you could conceivably do? No, not now. Okay. Susan, stay on the line. Can you stay? Susan. What? Can you stay? Yes. Hello? I could, yeah. Okay. okay. It's not, not, you're breaking up. You're breaking up, too. Oh, no. Yeah. Okay, well, can you hear me now? Okay, so none of this is working. Ah. <laughs> uh, well, I don't know what to do. All right, well, never mind. I'm sorry you got up early. Go walk the dog. No, me, too. I know. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye. Right now. Bye. Okay. Bye. Shit. Okay. We'll try to iron that out. Um. I I I just. And then of course, if I can continue my my litany of how Trump sure looks like he's a. Manchurian president. Um, as I said earlier, he's never said a bad word about Vladimir Putin. And then, of course, the meetings with Putin. And the fact that he has gone to extraordinary lengths to conceal the details of those conversations, including demanding the notes of the translator uh, and in fact having no translator of his own on more than one occasion just Russia's translator there 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 is no American official even ones close to Trump that has ever been able to get a re reliable report of Trump's two-hour meeting with Vladimir Putin in Helsinki there are no, there is nothing like this in the history of the American presidency, of a president meeting with clearly not an ally and having a secret meeting and then the behavior of the president appearing to show him doing what would definitely please that foreign power and certainly not please people who care about the security of the United States.
He's constantly repeating Russian talking points like about why they invaded Afghanistan. I mean, if you, that, that happened a few weeks ago, um, about their presence in the Middle East. His, his you know, this sort of like n pulling troops out of Syria immediately only benefits Russia and Iran. Um, he has, we have whole cabinet level departments and other agencies operating with no real uh, head. There are acting appointees who have not been confirmed. Uh, our Secretary of State, Pompeo, is visiting Middle Eastern countries uh, this week. He's been here, he's been there. And the vast majority of countries uh, important enough for the Secretary of State to be visiting do not have an ambassador from the United States of America. There's no one at our consulate. This is over two years into this guy's presidency. What the F is going on? So, I'll say what I said at the beginning, which was actually uh, ripping off Max Boot because he ends his piece. Um, by saying if Trump is not actually a Russian agent, he is doing a pretty good imitation of one. And the Republicans? Crickets. All of this stuff coming out, and they say nothing. I was thinking in the elevator on the way up of former presidents when they were not behaving well. Richard Nixon famously saying, I am not a crook. It's not what you expect to hear from a president. Bill Clinton. I never had sex with that woman. Now, we know now, with the benefit of hindsight, that both those statements, Nixon's and Clinton's, were lies. Those were two statements that live on in our historical brains, and neither, neither have proved to be truthful. Nixon was a crook, and Clinton did have sex with that woman. And then there's this guy, showing how far we've fallen, who said yesterday, I might get this a little wrong, but I'm sure history will have this one be more famous than the other two I just mentioned. I have never worked for the Russians. Or I do not work. What did he? 
An American president standing there outside the White House says, I have never worked for the Russians. And as we know, almost everything this president says is a lie. And all you need to get to the truth is turn it around. So in this case, I think, like the other two president's statements, we can feel pretty sure that Trump's statement yesterday about not working for Russia will prove to be a lie. It's amazing. And it's frightening, actually. And no one knows how this baby's going to end. Uh, Ted Koppel uh, wrote a piece um, today that I read. And he was saying what I have said, which is, even if we get rid of him, he ain't going away. The only way to be rid of Donald Trump is for either him to die, <laughs> literally, or us to die. As long as we live and he lives in the same world at the same time, he will be this malignant, constant force. In part, as Koppel points out, because the American media have become addicted to him. And you could argue huge swaths of the American people, those who love him, those who detest him, are also addicted to him. And so even if he were to leave to somehow end up in exile of some sort. Do you think he would stop tweeting? Do you think he would stop making news, stop needing to be the center of attention? And do you think for a moment that our <laughs> unrestrainable cable news folks wouldn't take the bait every single time? Their excuse now is, well, I know it's absurd what he's tweeting, but he's the president. <laughs> we got to cover the president. But even when he won't be the president, do you think they'll stop? He'll continue to be a train wreck. He'll continue to be the kind of display that people simply cannot avoid gawking at. There is no getting rid of him. The only way is for him to end up in jail <laughs> and have his phone taken away. That is the only way. The only way. All right. I have a caller. Caller, go ahead, please. 
Hello? Hello? Yeah, go ahead. Um, I don't know if you talked about it, but um, here's the hypocrite. Um, did you see where Rand Paul had to get a hernia surgery? And it's related to that neighbor attacking him, but he's going to go to Canada to get it done with publicly funded. Talk about these sleazy bastards. I just read it. Where'd you read it? In a reliable? Where'd you read that? Yeah, it's it's on a reliable source. Maybe you could get more information. But <clears throat> Why would Rand Paul go to Canada to get? It doesn't even make sense. I have no idea. Okay. I don't make sense to me. He has good insurance to the. Um, I, uh, yeah, he get, yeah, he's got great insurance. Government. He can go. Yeah, so it doesn't make any sense. Um, and don't you think? The media is overdoing this federal worker thing. Now, the ones that are working without money, that I can understand, but I don't know how that even goes on, to be honest with you. There's got to be something you can do there. They, they can collect unemployment like everybody else, and they still have their health care, I think. And they're going back to work. But when General Motors closed up and Ford's supposed to let people off, you don't hear much about that. But, boy, it's a federal worker. It's a completely different story. And most federal jobs pay 50% more than a private sector job. So they have savings, probably, and, you know, no, they don't. That, which, no, they don't. Yeah, they these do people are hurting. That contract is, okay, that? a lot of these people are really hurting. They are hurting. I don't know a lot of people who could comfortably keep going. Americans are notorious for having no savings at all, for living paycheck to paycheck. And, and if you weren't paid, for, it's almost a month now. And and um, and also this government shutdown is shutting down programs that a lot of other Americans who don't work well, for the country rely upon. I mean, I would not minimize what this has, wh the impact of this. And it's it's, it's easy I for you to it. say because you're still. I mean, you ain't working for nothing. Just saying. What? You're not working for nothing. Why, why don't you have any compassion for these people? Why do you have to pit them against uh, a private sector worker? These people, these 800,000, are hurting now. They're hurting. These jobs pay 50%. So I do have compassion. I, don't know. Oh. I just don't understand the media, how they are about certain. It's like they'll pick winners and losers all the time, and it gets to be tiring. Where now they're not talking about General Motors or any of those jobs that were lost, completely lost. I I feel sorry for him. Okay, okay, all right, all right. Fifty percent. You look at the numbers. More than the private sector jobs. Right. So in a way, it's like now you see how the other half lives. Not that I'm picking on them or anything. I've been down that road, so you, you can't go there with me because I've been down there. Believe me, I've been down there many times. So. Um, but uh, I'm just saying, that's how our media does it. And I hope they go back to work and all that, but I'm just saying. Okay. Thank you. That's all I'm saying. All right. Thank you. Hi. But I'm just saying that the news media makes it, and the ones that are working for nothing, that's ridiculous. Well, those TSA people are working for nothing, and more and more right. of them are calling in sick, as you, yeah. I suspect, would do. Now and and air traffic controllers are working for nothing. 
I wouldn't right. want to be. I, it, it's I it's how, ridiculous. But it just goes to show you how dysfunctional our government is. Because to me, it would be the people that cause the shutdown should be not getting paid, not the people that are just working. So I don't. That's why I say our whole system, just how it's run and the laws and the rules, and it's all screwed up. All right. Goodbye. Okay. Bye. Goodbye. Bye. Oh, sometimes his calls make me want to shoot myself. Um, all right, Senator Rand Paul is heading to a clinic in Ontario, Canada next week for an outpatient hernia operation, his lawyers revealed in a court filing. Uh, it's a hernia hospital. <laughs> it's a private, world-renowned hospital separate from any system. Oh, so... He's going to Canada to a hernia hospital that is not part of the Canadian health care system. It is obviously a place where people with the kind of money and resources that frickin' Rand Paul has can go to for their hernia operations. Right. Um, and you pay cash for the services. Well, that's fine, because we pay Rand a lot of money, and he now is going to give it to uh, this Canadian hospital. And he says, oh, I am not doing taking advantage of socialized medicine. No, this is literally the opposite of socialized medicine, which is true. It is. It's medicine for rich, entitled people. Jesus Christ, there are more revolting human beings in the universe. Uh, Delena says, of course the media will still cover Trump when he's not president. That's how he got to be president. Yes. That's right. <sighs> well. So, so the people that are jumping on Rand Paul about going to Canada and take make use of uh, take advantage of the socialized medicine are are incorrect, because in Canada you can have doctors and hospitals that forego the uh, the system and operate as usual only for the wealthy. That's the way it goes. It's like it's like concierge medicine here. You know there are rich people who, of course, do not suffer the indignities that the rest of us uh, do um, in the health care system as we deal with it. God damn. Um, I got so much stuff to talk about. I don't know where to start. Here's something that shows how, again, I think I said yesterday, there's so much in the world I don't understand. I mean, I, I say even though I've spent my entire life like on, uh, on television or radio in front of a microphone, and I don't understand how this works. <laughs> I mean, I, I drive a car, right? I, I don't understand. I, I do not understand how a car works. I, I don't understand how plumbing works, how electricity works. I live in a, you know, take making use of all of these things and not 
having a clue how anything works. I am such um, a fount of extraordinary ignorance about <laughs> just the most basic things in life. And, and here's something I bumped into where I thought, I didn't know that. This has to do with um, the oceans rising, you know, the ocean levels rising. Why do you think the ocean levels are rising? What's the main driver of that? Yeah, I got that right too. That'd be global warming, right? And all those um, icebergs uh, up at the North Pole are melting. They're all melting. And that's additional water that obviously then makes the sea levels rise, right? Isn't that what you thought? That's what I thought. Well, that's not quite right. It is not melting ice that is most responsible for the sea level rise that we see. It is simply the fact that the ocean water is warming. So as the oceans heat up, the surface, the, you know, the, the top of the oceans, that water heats up. Sea levels rise mostly because warmer water takes up more space than colder water. I'm sure a lot of you know that and understand that, but I didn't know that. So I'm reading this about how the oceans are warming up faster than any of the predictions had been. You know how every time the you know, some UN panel or some global scientists come out with a predictions about, oh, if we don't do something, and everybody says, oh, they're just hysterical. They're, they're the, you know, they're just trying to scare us to act. Um, it can't be that bad. It turns out it's worse. The oceans are heating up 40% faster than uh, a United Nations panel estimated just five years ago. And when they estimated the sea level rise five years ago, of course, the doubters said, oh, <coughs> they were under, under imagining what was happening. The oceans, as, as, as things have warmed up, the oceans have been the buffer. They have slowed the effects of climate change uh, by absorbing almost all of the heat that is trapped by the greenhouse gases, blah, 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 right? The oceans trap 93% of the heat they have. But the oceans now, warming as they are, rising as they are, fish being killed off, whole marine ecosystems being destroyed, hurricanes becoming much, much more uh, deadly. All of this happening. Wow. Wow. 
We know what's happened at a coral reef. A fifth of all of them in the world have already died just in the last three years. As the ocean heats up, it's driving fish into new places. It's driving fish away from where they were. There are whole nations that rely on fish as their source of protein, and the fish that they rely on aren't there. It's led to breakdowns in international uh, relations in some cases. It will create famine. I'm just saying, this is something I've been meaning to let you in on, and I never got around to. But it's that fact of how it ain't the ice cap melting. It's warmer water takes up, is more expansive than cold water. Uh, okay, Clarence, thank you. Man, doing some good work today. Here, uh, Clarence has sent me something that say this, Federal employees lag behind the private sector in salaries by 32% on average. So I just want to tell my caller, I don't know, whatever fact he has in his head about that is, is bullshit. It's, it's bullshit, okay? Here's some facts. It's from the Washington Post. Federal employee salaries, on average, lag behind those of similar private sector workers by just under 32%. While um, the Federal Salary Council reported that what is commonly called the pay gap, okay, blah, 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 uh, federal employees are furthest behind in the San Francisco area with the second widest gap in the Washington-Baltimore area. I'm just saying, you know what? There's a... There's, who said that? There are about numbers and statistics and lies and this and that. I mean, if you want to believe what you want to believe and take it to heart and, uh, and get all pissy about it. Um, you see, here is what, and again, this is what pisses me off. I guess it's what pissed me off about that caller. It's because... People who pit workers against each other because of who they work for. Ooh, those federal workers get more than I get in the private sector. This is the way, and we've talked about this before, that the guys on top stay on top by having the little people, that'd be us, fighting over the crumbs fighting with each other, federal, private, black, white, union, non-union, whatever, fight, fight each other. While the guys at the Duquesne Club puff on their cigars and laugh. Oh, yeah, sorry, Amy. Um, I want you callers to know that Amy tells me you're there, and then I forget. Hello, caller. Hey, guess who? Clarence, <laughs> man. Yes, I'm, I'm calling. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, the, 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 the speed at which I, you know, found those, um, those links 
Yeah. That's actually because I've had these arguments on Facebook. I know where they are. Oh, okay, <laughs> okay. Yeah, the exact yeah. same arguments on the yeah. Rand Paul thing and the um, federal worker thing. You okay. Know? And it, I'm actually calling them the expansion of the of the. You know that you knew it. You just don't think about it as water. You know that when you heat things up, they expand. When you cool them down, they contract. You just don't think water does it. <laughs> but you you basically knew. That, do you that think I knew? I don't. Ocean expanded. I don't know if I <laughs> knew. Basically, you knew. Yeah, basically, you knew. You know, you 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 know that when you heat things up, they expand, and when you cool them down, they contract. I know more but than when. Why do I know that when I heat things up, they expand? Why do I know that? Yeah, when you heat things up. Oh, yeah. We've got some. You know that, right? What? I, I mean, I can you think. Know. What? I can think of cold. When you I'm sorry. Go, go ahead. ahead. <laughs> we both said go ahead at the same time. I hate that. Go ahead. All right, I'm going. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, <laughs> that's um, you know, that's 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 science. Um, from actually like grade school. Um. <laughs> You heat things up, it, it expands, and you cool it down, it, it contracts. Okay. Um, you know, it, it gets smaller. But on the scale of an ocean, most people don't, you're not going to think that way. You're going to okay. think of, you know, like um, uh, ice and um, right. boiling water, maybe. But you're never going to think of it on the scale of an ocean. That uh, an ocean can rise a few, you know, feet just by expanding. Yeah, so that's that's what you said. That I said, ah, she knows that. No, I, I you know, but <laughs> so, so but think of that scale, huh? But don't you think that um, most uh, people think, like I did, that the oceans are right. rising because of the ice melting? I, I did at one point. Okay. <laughs> Except one. you know, it, it, it's one of those things where because that's you know, science is my Steelers football that I knew because that's what I did. You okay. Know? Um, yeah, the, the uh, and, you know, and by the way, it's lies, damn lies, and statistics. Yeah, um, okay, okay, lies, damn lies, and statistics, that's it. Who exactly. said it, though? Yeah, because that, I, I have no idea. Hmm. <laughs> that's just one of those things that, what is it, what are they called, those? Yeah, but um, somebody did say it. Yeah, yeah somebody, somebody said, said it, it. Yeah. and it's a good one. Yeah, you it, can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink. Who, who created that? I don't know. Uh <laughs> so I was going to say something about, about the, um, oh, that 50%, they make more than 50%, they make 50% more than um, people, you know, in the private sector. That could be a particular thing. Like the engineers at NASA yeah. make, make, I'm not I'm using this as an example, I'm not sure. true. Sure. 50% more than an engineer in, 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 the, um, in the private, private sector. Right. Might Just maybe that one particular thing, uh huh. But on average, which the other thing says, you know, the statistic on average they make less, like you know, 30, 31, 32 percent less. less. Okay, yeah, less. And I mean, you could always find right argument I had, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and I actually brought that thing up too. I'm like, when um, the people working at McDonald's were asking for $15 an hour minimum wage. Why do you care? Okay. <laughs> the problem isn't them asking for fifteen dollars. The problem is you caring that they're making fifteen. That's right. That's exactly right. You, you, you want to feel better.
better than somebody. I know. It <laughs> so just you're makes worried me worried about their income. I know. It makes me crazy. <laughs> it just makes me crazy. Hey, you know, we're having it some audio Clarence, we're having audio trouble. So every once in a oh, while your yeah, your audio's getting weird and it, it I don't know. I don't know what the hell's happening here. We got troubles. Right uh, down here in River City. Right. Okay, so here's the thing about, and before, I'm not going to let you go, but the lies, damn lies, and statistics, uh, it was Benjamin Disraeli, the British prime minister who apparently first said it, um, and it was popularized um, in the U.S. by Mark Twain. Yeah. So from Disraeli. <laughs> You're out. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> oh, God. Oh. I remember when I was, we were just, what was the song we were just sort of singing? I, I don't, oh, Trouble, capital T, uh, from the music man. Um, there was a song from, what is now rarely produced because it's racist, a flowered drum song, which is another Broadway musical. I mean, it's just cringeworthy now. But I think it's from that. And then there, there, there's a just extraordinarily sexist song in it. <laughs> but that for me as a child in the, you know, 50s and 60s, um, I uh, unironically you know, sang, and and it was, how lovely to be a woman, the wait was well worthwhile, how lovely to wear mascara and smile a woman's smile, and then there was a line about how lovely to, da-da-da-da, and to know that when men whistle, you're what they're whistling at. How wonderful to feel the way a woman feels. And you look at that now, and shit, God. And I, I was thinking about that song, How Lovely to Be a Woman, because... I think it was yesterday, it might have been the day before, I'm reading my New York Times, and it seemed like every page had some horrific story on it that was about women's lives. And that song started up, Oh, how lovely to be a woman. And then I told myself, start pulling those out. Pull those out. And I just have a few. I'm not going to... Um, now, a lot of these are international um, because if you read the New York Times, you start with front page and then you get to page and then it's international news. And it was like one horror story after another, which is not to say that women's lives here are necessarily fantastic either. Here's headline on one. Father is arrested in beheading of Indian girl. This is a 16-year-old girl who simply wanted to go to her boyfriend's birthday party. 
A week later, her body was found. Her head and one of her arms had been chopped off. Her face had been burned with acid. She had been tortured before she was brutally murdered. Okay, 16. She wanted to go to her boyfriend. The father did it because um, of his honor. Oh, here's one from the United States. Here, Transgender woman found shot to death in Alabama. Uh, this is a headline that th they probably just keep around because you just change the state because transgender women are getting killed left and right, especially African-American transgender women. Um, at least 26 killed just last year. Um, okay. Oh, this is one I've actually read more than once because it happens all the time, and it's now it's happened again. This is in Nepal. Um, and in Nepal, in certain areas, I, I guess it's the government has said you can't do this anymore, but the tradition is so strong that it continues. When a woman menstruates, she is considered uh, unclean. Now, you don't have to be in Nepal for that to be the case. Uh, ask Orthodox Jews about a menstruating woman. They can't be touched, right? They have to go purify themselves after their periods before their husbands can even touch them again. So um, in Nepal, what happens is the woman is so unclean, she uh, is sent away. <laughs> this, is, this is when you get your period. It's like every 28 days, you get sent away, and you have to stay in this little hut now, it gets cold in Nepal, eh? You're in the friggin' Himalayas. And these young girls and women end up huddling in these huts because they got their period, and they die a lot. So this was just the latest one the other day pulled out of the time. Shunning of menstruating women leads to deaths. Um, another, uh, who knows, this girl was... Uh, uh, I don't know. 19% of women in the country still follow this. Well, I'm sure the women, the, the men make them. They leave their homes, sequester themselves in closet-sized huts made of mud. And every year, some women die, typically from exposure, animal bites, or smoke inhalation after building a fire to try to stay warm. How lovely to be a woman. The wait was well worthwhile. Here's a great one. This is from Indonesia. She taped her boss's lewd calls. Guess who was fired and sent to jail? This story is so unbelievably horrific, you can't even imagine. This went all the way to the Supreme Court in Indonesia, and this woman just keeps losing, losing, losing. She was the bookkeeper at the high school, and the principal, well, kept pressuring her to have sex with him, and he tormented her by graphic sexual uh, talk. 
Um, he called her at home and kept it up. She was married. She finally recorded one of the calls so that uh, she would have evidence that this is what she was suffering. And the result was she lost her job and uh, was jailed and he got a promotion. I can spare you the details. The New York Times um, actually uh, reviewed a, a transcript of the recording she had and confirmed that in the 15 minutes of that call, the guy was talking in graphic detail about his sexual activities to this woman who worked for him. He was his bookkeeper. She was charged with distributing obscene material. One court found her not guilty, and then the prosecutors appealed it to the Supreme Court, where the justices reversed the verdict, finding her guilty of distributing indecent material electronically, sentenced her to six months in jail, and, a, uh, and fined her $35,000, which is a fortune, which she doesn't have. How lovely to be a woman, the wait was well worthwhile. Rwanda seizes cosmetics in drive to stop skin bleaching. This blew me away. In Africa, women trying to are still trying to what be an, uh, see the ideal and it's not just there it's everywhere in Asia China India South Korea many countries in the Caribbean according to the World Health Organization 61% of the dermatological market in India consists of skin lightening products in Nigeria 77% of women use skin-lightening products. In South Africa, 59%. You know how you lighten your skin? You stick hydroquinone and mercury on it. And so in most skin-lightening products, it's it, that they suppress melanin. And mercury is, of course, dangerous. It can cause kidney damage. It can increase the risk of cancer. But... Women in Africa, in Asia, in uh, India are sticking this shit on their faces because their skin is too dark to be beautiful. How lovely to be a woman. Oh, my God. We know that we're all getting fatter, right? The average American man 
weighs 198 pounds, stands 5'9", 40-inch waist, body mass index of 29, which is the high end of the overweight category. Average woman is 5'4", really? That's all. And 171 pounds with a 39-inch waist, and her BMI is close to 30, which would be almost obese. Uh, so they got all these, they got the data now, and they say both men and women, since 1960, men have gained on average 32 pounds. Okay, so we're talking about an average man from 1960 to, to, to 2016. Wow. And um, women, why don't they give me this? Um, the same. The average white man weighs 202 pounds, the average black man 198. So it's white people who are bloating up more than black people. And anyway, the epidemiologist at the Center for Disease Control that put out these numbers um, said people tend, <laughs> this is a big shocker, people tend to over-report their height <laughs> and under-report <laughs> their weight. <laughs> but these statistics came from actual measurements. So, like, I mean, people couldn't. They, they didn't ask people, how tall are you and what do you weigh? Well, I'm doing all this, how lovely to be a woman, and I and actually here's something that was written in, I think, the Sunday paper. The joy of being a woman <laughs> in her 70s. And what's so wonderful about this piece is it's about how once, you're invisible once you are not considered a sexual object. Life is better. And no matter what they say about older women, older women are wiser, they're happier. And this woman does a, a masterful job of explaining um, how you just feel that I'm a, a woman in my 70s, just so you know. So I, I really appreciated this. She, she says we feel free from the tyranny of being attractive to men. Um, and then just talks about, you know, the wisdom you get. Um, she talked to a lot of old women, she, one jazz uh, great Jane Jarvis. She was crippled, very old, living in a tiny apartment. She had a, uh, a window that faced a brick wall. This is where this old, wonderful woman ended up. And uh, the interviewer asked her, are you happy? And she said, I have everything I need to be happy right between my ears. So, 
older women have learned the importance of reasonable expectations. We know that all our desires will not be fulfilled, that the world isn't organized around pleasing us. <laughs> we can say no to anything we don't want to do. We're connected to a web of women friends. They are our emotional health insurance policies. We know the only constant in, in, in our lives is change, that it's a miracle and privilege to be alive. We have had decades to develop resilience, and we have learned that happiness is a skill and a choice. And she talks about how ageism is a, is a big problem in this country and the devaluation of older people, men and women, but mostly women. And yet, if you talk to older women, many of them are very happy. And she says the happiness comes from self-knowledge, from emotional intelligence and empathy for others. The joy of being a woman. How lovely to be a woman if you can last till you're in your 70s. Whatever. Okay, my God, we're out of time. I'm sorry that Susan didn't show, wasn't able to get here. We obviously got something going wrong. <laughs> Big shock. Um, and uh, thank you for listening to me. I'm sorry I sang a few times. Usually a great way to get rid of an audience. And um, I'll be back tomorrow. By the way, uh, it's a short week for us. We will not, Amy and I will not be here on Friday. I'm sorry. So we got tomorrow and we've got Thursday. Friday's my birthday. Yeah, I'm even more 70s, more into my 70s, even happier. Okay, you, bye. Lynn Cullen Live, Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. and archived at pghcitypaper.com. The opinions expressed on Lynn Cullen Live are those of the host and do not necessarily reflect the viewpoints of Pittsburgh City Paper or its advertisers.